At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome back to Glee on the Rocks. I'm Matt. Uh, I'm Emily. And I'm Mandy. And today we are doing uh, Born This Way, which is the 18th episode in the second season, almost to the end of the second season, which is kind of mind-blowing. We've, we've come a long way here, guys. Finally. Finally, but yet, yet not quite so finally, just like almost finally. All right, so, the, so Born This Way premiered on April 26, 2011, and a little background summary for you guys. As National approaches, Rachel's nose injury causes her to consider nose reconstruction. This brings the rest of the group's insecurities to surface, and Will decides to take things in his own hands and makes it an assignment to sing about loving yourself for your insecurities and flaws. However, Quinn doesn't agree. She's hiding something, and Lauren's determined to find out what. Meanwhile, Santana hatches a plan to get Brittany back that also involves getting Kurt to come back to McKinley, but the only person standing in the way is Karofsky. The episode was directed by Alfonso Gomez Rayon and written by Brad Falchuk. As a, as a slight aside, uh, this episode actually had uh, the least watched episode of the season. It was at 8.6 million viewers. And it's also the longest episode of Glee uh, with an extra 24 minutes of screen time. It's like 90 minutes when it aired fully. Um, I'm not going to say correlation is causation. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put that out there. It's the well, longest really episode. It was also the least watched. It, I, I would think that it's probably because it followed Night of Neglect and they're yeah. going to turn the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. Everyone I tuned mean, I, in to Night of Neglect after uh, original song and then tuned back out after yeah. Night of Neglect. Yeah, there was no, some I mean, buzz for the original song, and they were like, well, what's this cool show? And then they saw Night of Neglect, and were like, oh, I was lied to. I mean, as we as we pointed out before, uh, ratings are more indicative of previous episodes than current episodes. Because exactly. as you said, they're going to go, oh, hey, I'll tune into that. Or, no, that, that, that previous episode sucks, so I'm done. So it's, but still. Yeah, and the previous episode sucked. Previous episodes sucked, and then this one was another half hour, and you're like, why? Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, just going for broke here, guys. Huh? All right, all right. It was another half hour, and yet there weren't that many more songs. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. There really were. There really weren't. I mean, it was, I mean, a lot happened. But I also feel like if you, you didn't need to make this episode longer, you could have just, you know, better paced the rest of the show. Mm Well, That's, yeah, you just get rid of Night of Neglect and <laughs> stretch the yeah. shit back also, in. Also, completely get rid of one of your entire uh, plots. Like, there, there's, there's a whole plot line of 
uh, Santana is going to do whatever she can to basically get Kurt to come back to McKinley. And oh, we're just going to jump right we, into that. Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, we can just like forget that plot entirely. And then you would save time. Oh, yeah. Yes, because that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> because storytelling wise, it was bullshit. Yes, it was. I mean, I brought it I up. I forgot and, how and... angry I was about this. <laughs> and then I watched this episode and I went, yeah, yeah, I'm mad about this. You're like, yeah, the anger all came back. I'm still Look, mad about how, what a dumb idea this was. There's, um, there's multiple reasons why this idea sucks, but uh, I kind of just want to, I mean, just jump on into it as far as like, from a storytelling perspective, it's bad. from like, if you're, if you're looking at it from uh, like within the show kind of a thing, like of, of Kurt uh, leaving a school and coming back, going back to McKinley where he was like bullied also bad. It's sort of like every which way you look at this, it's bad. Yes. And I have like, it's, so yeah, you have um, in the story, obviously, uh, he's in a school where his boyfriend goes to school surrounded by you know, attractive, waspy-esque and, and vaguely multi-racial uh, boys. And then it's academically challenging. And we think. We assume. Yeah. It's either academically challenging or there's absolutely no academics whatsoever. It's one of the, it's either one, one of those two. Mm -hmm. um, and he's going to leave that to go back to McKinley where he was continually bullied. Uh, supposedly the academics are not as good. I just assume, because Dalton, you know, Dalton Academy just sounds like it'd be prestigious, but I could be wrong. And anyway, and like, yeah, he's got his friends there, but how many of his friends actually like backed him up as opposed to like Blaine who actually did try to back him up and help him with stuff. So yeah, I don't understand in any space where Kurt would leave to go back to McKinley voluntarily outside of monetary. Because if they said, oh, you know, monetarily, I could get that. But he was just like, no, I'm done. I'm like, you really think like your dad would just be like, yeah, no, okay, it's all cool. It's all cool. We just, been, you know, lost a bunch of money trying to get you there. But like, whatever, whatever. Um, Maybe they get a refund. To, one would hope. I mean, it's also... Like, it's frustrating because they could have set it up to make, like, their reasons why Kurt wanted to go back. Like, if I, I know they wanted him to have solos because, you know, they wanted Chris to have songs. Uh, but if they had, like, played up the fact that Kurt didn't get solos because, you know, the Warblers are an actual ensemble, that might have been a good reason for him to want to go back to McKinley where he, you know, had a little more, like, say in things. Yeah. I Except he didn't like get solos at McKinley well, either yes, no but that, he got to like pick his own songs like yes. I'm I don't know how warblers practices work but I'm assuming they're not letting like one person take the stage for something completely unrelated to anything that's going to work it into an actual show set no I mean, well he, I assume they're just orgies but I that could just be thick also that's yes. a canon issue that we might have to cover I mean, maybe that's why he wanted to go back. He was just too sore. Like, those so thigh tired. muscles needed a rest. Just so tired. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm tired from all of the sex. 
is a thing. This I is never... a family program. <laughs> right, 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 right. Totally. Yes. Um, yeah, family. Ryan Lucy, sure. But yeah, I mean, so like, okay, maybe if it's like he he wanted more solos, and despite the fact that he didn't actually get solos in like the other the other school, okay, maybe that's why he's you know wanting to go back to to McKinley. But they didn't really push that up. The only thing I really got from it was like, I want to be able to sing my songs and I want to wear my own clothes. And I'm like, that does not compute as reasons for anything. Yeah. Um, good reasons. And um, I know he's a teenager, but he's not the one that gets to make the decisions at the end of the day. It's kind of like your dad. And as a storytelling device, you need your audience to believe what you're selling and i just don't and i like there's just no no way for me to believe this on any on any level and uh and just makes me angry frankly well and also from a storytelling device it would have been for me so much more interesting for kurt to stay out of the the main storyline for longer Mm -hmm. because would have had more reason to stay with a dual storyline happening. We would have had more reason to stay with McKinley. We would have had more growth with Kurt and Blaine as separate characters outside of the Glee Club, where they just become pieces in the, what cogs in a wheel or whatever the fuck the term is. Like, as soon as Kurt goes back, and this, he's gone for all of like six episodes. It's not even a, a year. It's not even six months. It's just a couple of episodes. There's no tension. There's no drama. There's no stakes. There's no sense that he's becoming a different person or that it matters or that it means anything to leave a school. It, this just looks like, oh, uh, he left and then he gets to come back and nothing matters and who gives a shit. And then as we will see, Blaine just transfers anyway because who gives a shit? Nothing matters. Who cares? And it, I mean, and that that I mean, also pisses off when that happens too, because it's more interesting when things are apart. And this is somebody who wants characters to be together, but from a storytelling standpoint, it is more interesting when, for a time, your characters are separate and they have to overcome obstacles. And here in the story, the obstacle is that Kurt is separate from the rest of his friends, and he's learning to exist in a different school that has different rules and he has to grow within a different club that he is not used to and it will make him a better fucking person. And to just be able to say, no, I'm going to go back to the club that might win. Because it's not just that he wants to have solos and wear his clothes. He wants to, the, the warblers are out of contention. He wants to go back and have a chance at winning. Like that's, f- fuck you. <laughs> like, you don't just get skip out on the school that you've made a commitment to because you want to go have a chance at nationals. Like the rest of the warblers don't get to just go to another team. Yeah. Everybody else switching schools to keep going. That's not how clubs and teams work. You know, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at Kurt now and I wasn't before. You just sold me on that. He just, he, he lost. He lost the game and then went to the other team to keep playing. There are no consequences. 
I feel like there's got to be some sort of thing that like per, like precludes that from happening, so you don't have like ringers. So it's like if you're not part of the team by this date, you don't get to you don't get to like join. And I just sort of feel like surely they surely they would have had that. Surely they would have had like a you hadn't performed in this in uh, in regionals. Yeah. You don't get yeah exactly cut off. You're like you don't get to do that. So you're like no, yeah. it's hurt. You don't get to do that. What, you get to put your club together the last 30 seconds and just walk out on stage perform like could we all just go to nationals because we decided to last minute because it yeah, seems like right. it gets to and the glee club does this they just like they're short six people so they just grab students off the street and they all go to the national no yeah they completely the do that in the show and and we're probably going to do a mini episode about this because a very nice person sent us their um, experience in a real Ohio Glee club. So we'll talk wah, about wah, wah. what it's actually like how, <laughs> a little bit. Um, talk about how terribly wrong this actually is. But like, yeah, fucking Kurt's just bouncing around looking for the winning team. Like, that's not... Fuck you. Okay, and I even feel like, okay, like gonna leave Blaine behind too well he said I'm not gonna say goodbye to you he said that he said it it's totally true he said I would never say goodbye to you I'm sure he meant it oh yeah yeah definitely just leaving that poor man crying on the steps boy that 16 15 year old boy 14 14, 13 what how 13 year old boy 12 oh god oh god can we not can we not that that makes me feel creepy that 28 year old man much better thank you thank you appreciate that and his 17 year old boyfriend you made it creepy oh god (laughs) and back to the creepy territory to ryan murphy yeah too far i um yeah a little bit i don't know i just i have sorry Kurt. you lost you lost no nationals oh. for you. No New York for you, my friend. Oh, uh, Blaine does know what it does to to Kurt to lose. <laughs> That's later. But I say I I will come back to. For me, it just felt like the the point you make as far as it, it, things are better when there's a part. I think it's more like things are things are better when there's tension or when there's a problem or when there's shit to do like what if you don't if you're not a part like then you need to like there needs to be something that you need to be working either against or towards or to and it's sort of like if there's no and also if there's no friction then there's no payoff so it's sort of like great everything perfect happens and you and yes I mean obviously at the beginning of the season Kurt had a lot of issues and difficulties um but you can't just constantly have good things happening and everything works out perfectly and there's no there's no friction here but especially between like the personal relationships without basically those personal relationships being at a cost i guess and some of that and that's just like well now you're boring and well and it yeah it does come back to they only know how to, to do friction within a relationship by causing them to cheat or break up that's exactly right. what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, I felt like I, I could have seen your thoughts through the yeah. microphone. 
Yeah. I mean, and you're right. And that is, that is how they, that is how they're like, ah, yes, we need, we need friction. So therefore cheating. It's like, no, that's not, not the only thing that causes friction. There's a thousand other things. But it was also, we got to get Chris Colfer back to the main story because uh, we got to him in the, the performances. And then... I, th- I sort of feel like um, they, they were like, oh, no, we can't have, we can't have two um, storylines going on. That's way too much. Well, let's, let's bring it all back together. Bring it all back together. And then, obviously, uh, some, you, know, you have things like, oh, you know, the end of the, uh, the show because everybody's graduating. And they're like, fuck, what do we do? Yeah, we can't two have two storylines. Two storylines. And it's like, let's if have you had kept the two sto- you would kept the two storylines with Dalton and the direction, you could have made that transition, especially if you kept Kurt and Blaine at Dalton and you could just continue to follow them to New York and suddenly Rachel and Santana are there and you could have stayed in, uh, could have stayed in McKinley with the new students coming in and you could have had those two storylines naturally you know, manifest as opposed to what we had. Especially because Blaine would have graduated first. Sure. Yes. <laughs> we just nod and smile and agree with Emily. Let me have this. Nobody's allowed to have anything, Billy. Let me have this. No, we don't get no. We get nothing. We <laughs> we are all we are all at Willy Wonka's factory and Ryan Murphy is Willy Wonka and we get nothing. So he's a murderer? Also, also uh, racially insensitive and enslaves people. Yeah, yeah. That's that's accurate. We've never actually Uh, seen the writers out in public. So exactly. So it's so facto, they're all enslaved. Don't Um, really know what's happened to them. Also, I just, I just don't buy Kirk going, you know what? I want more solos. I'm going to leave my really attractive boyfriend. But I, <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah. yeah, no. I just, based on, I just don't believe any of it. And, I mean, I don't believe anything Lee does, but this especially. But uh, Hot boyfriend, safe school, better food. Hot boyfriend, safe school, better food, or go back to being slammed in the lockers. Let me guess. Easy choice. I also like that that it's it's Santana's idea to be like you know what would make me popular bringing Kurt back. I'm like no. not sure not sure I'm following your thought process. Yeah. Wait. Okay. What? You're gonna do like, I, what? I feel like there's some plot holes in like your reasoning, but okay. You're sure. gonna do this by getting Karofsky. Yeah. Because that side character that we need to care about so uh, here here's the thing i feel like there is no need for karofsky to be redeemed no there's not yeah i i have okay so and i don't understand why ryan murphy keeps trying to make fetch happen because i'm like nobody i mean maybe but it's just like this guy you can you can like an actor and just like not have him in a current show. And just be yeah, like, I don't. Oh, I don't think Ryan that. Murphy does know that. Yes, he does pick people that he likes and just keeps them for for better or for worse. 
So it, it would not surprise me if he just took a liking to Max Adler and was like, uh, we have no reason for Karofsky other than I like you. Oh, Cheyenne Jackson is in Glee and in like four American Horror Stories. Does Cheyenne Jackson need to be in Glee? Does that character need to show up? No, but he does. Um, sorry, it just struck me. I was like, oh yeah, that 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 guy. Uh, that guy. Um, yeah, he does. He does like his uh, dark hair, strong jawed young men, um, which he can talk about with the therapist. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But yeah, so it would not yeah, surprise I... me if Adler was just kept on the show because Ryan Murphy was like, "You're fun. You'll do what I tell you to do." Not that Karofsky is you're... the character that makes sense. You're which young is un- and impressionable and yeah. need work. Which is unfortunate because Karofsky does not make sense and continuously fucks things up. And it is not Max Adler's fault. He seems fun. But Karofsky yeah. gets in the way say, in of too in many instance, stories. In this instance, we would like to point out that uh, dislike of Karofsky does not mean dislike of Max Adler, who does seem yes. like a cool guy. Yes. Uh, Karofsky, however, just his continued presence on the show is involved with a number of storylines that are bad. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very frustrated by how often they keep trying to make Karofsky a thing. And I keep just wanting to be like, nobody, nobody wants this. Uh, maybe, except for Max Adler, who probably wants it. Yeah. But, um, Max Adler's just fine with it. He's like, it's dumb, but like, I, I like being paid, so cool. Yeah. But like, I, it just, it feels very, yeah. Shitty. We, well done, because it's like, yes, we should, um, when I say forgive and move on, I mean like, allow yourself to move on and, and just like, not get stuck in like a, a mental space where you feel like a victim. So that allows you to do and be whoever you want to be. But that doesn't mean you have to forgive the your bully to their face. You don't have to forgive them in the sense of like giving them some sort of absolution. And right. this just feels like it's like and, and we don't have I yeah, we don't really have a lot on, on Karofsky and I just get very frustrated at how it's just like, mm, mm, yeah, but he's positive, so he's got a lot of issues, he's got a lot of problems and you know, we should feel bad. And it's like, oh, a lot of people have problems and they don't and they don't try to bully somebody to the point of trying of like saying you're gonna kill them. So like I don't yeah. fuck off. Anyway, I'm ty- I, I hate I hate all of the Karofsky forgiveness line. I mean that's lines. that's just, just a me. sampler of the opinions we're gonna have on Karofsky yeah. uh, to come. Mm-hmm. They also could have oh. just saved this for like next season. Like they could have given Kurt space before they yeah, have yeah. him reconfront the bully. Like Karofsky could have been gone for a year, and then a it's year like, it did some did some growing yeah. on his own. But and it's time you know, to... no. yeah. And I'll be he's not gone through anything other than realize like people realizing that he's in the closet. One person. So, One. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Kurt, Kurt and Blaine, though. Oh, yes. 
yeah. and then Santana. So I'm like, that is that is the sole amount of or, or extent of what he has gone through at this point. So right. it's like you haven't even like like you don't get to have a redemption storyline story arc without like doing stuff that's redeemable and yes. just uh, playing a fake like uh, hall monitor so that to like protect your own reputation is not it. No. So, nah. Nah, bruh. It's going to be a no from me, dog. Oh, perfect. All right. So we've got, uh, so I feel like I've, I've, I've fully ranted about, about the Kurt storyline um, in the, in the moving back to the school anyway. Uh, nothing else really happens in this show, right? No, not really. No, nothing else. Mm, cool. And we're done. Um, <laughs> okay, we can take no, this. No, that's not how this works. This one or two ways. We can take this. Um, we can go with Emma or we can go with Rachel and like dealer's choice. Let's go, let's go with Rachel. Do you agree, Mandy? Do you want to go good with Rachel? that? Yeah, let's go with Rachel. Great. Um, who here has had a nose job? Anybody? No. Anyone? What if I said I had? I would just be very curious. Yeah, no, I haven't. I'm just. I I have had nasal surgery, but it was my brother. I've had like was it like the roto rooter thing, like the yeah, like the scraping of the nose cavity. Yeah, I had that, Mm. so that you could actually like breathe. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Because apparently that's the thing he said he needed to be able to do. It's weird, right? Like you actually have to have openings in your nose for air to go through. Sounds fake, but okay. Yeah, I know it's weird. And you need to breathe to live, but whatever. I know. So I, I had, I had that, but I don't. It's, it's not a nose job. Um, has so no, I don't think anybody here has had one. Has anyone else here had plastic surgery? Only for mm-hmm. like medical reasons. Yeah, no, none on this end. Interesting. This is a very small sample size. Yeah, I mean, technically, yes. I had like skin grafts, so that's not you know quite relevant to the episode type of surgery that's true that's true because i i had a breast reduction but mostly medical reasons Mm -hmm. i guess yeah because like no one wants to haul bowling balls around yeah i mean i i would in a heartbeat (laughs) if my insurance would cover it mine did and that's why i did it um yeah so Finn clocks Rachel in the schnoz and uh, breaks it. Breaks it without blood, which is fascinating. Yeah. It was a very delicate break <laughs> that hardly even bruised her eyes. Or yeah, her- it was a very, like, television clean break. Yeah, it was real. She didn't even have, like, tears in her eyes. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever even just been tapped in the nose by an elbow, but man. It was very Marsha Brady. Oh, my <laughs> nose. Oh, my nose. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Yep. The Bradys were a TV show in the old days. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes. So mm-hmm. she breaks her nose and her uh, her doctor, whatever, whatever weird ass doctor she goes to, um, uh, very indis- not even indiscreetly, just straight up offers to give her a uh, a nose job. 
while he's in there fixing the break and also says that it could help her singing voice by opening up her uh blah blah, blah. Uh, yeah the whole technical <laughs> doctor term medical jargon um which sets off a an entire episode's worth of rachel feeling self-conscious about the size and shape of her nose specifically in comparison to um Idol, Barbara Streisand, and Quinn Fabray, who apparently has a perfect nose, but that is such a, I, I don't even, uh, <laughs> okay, I guess. I don't know that I ever would have looked at that nose and been like, yes. But yeah, it, she so- just looks like she has a very, like, waspy white girl nose. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, that's a, that's a yeah. nose. That's what uh, I was. Yes. Cool. Good for you. Yeah, I, I always wondered, like, because you know, Glee is not a documentary. If this was one of those right. things, where, like, what? <laughs> how did Diana Agron fit into this whole thing with what she looks like versus what Leah Michelle looks like, and like, how did this even come yeah. about? Why was her face the one that was picked versus? Uh, Britney, you know, like what happened here? Yeah, I mean, because of uh, probably because of the Finn Quinn Rachel triangle, but still, it's a very odd thing to. Yeah, well, I think I thought it was because of the triangle, and also because she's the popular girl. She's you know, like everybody girl. wants to look like the most popular girl, right? Yes, but knowing knowing Murphy like we know him. Just the in the back of my mind, there's always a little something like, why did you pick this? And that could just be completely erroneous and just off the mark on all ends. But anytime there's something so specific like that, where he highlights something as personal as one of his actors' facial features, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, what is what is the background? What what did he overhear walking by Crafty? Like, what did, what did he overhear in someone's trailer? Like, where did this come from? So this was a, I don't know, this was a, a very large storyline that took up much of the episode where everyone spent a lot of time making Rachel feel better about her appearance, even though Leah Michelle is a, I, she's a good looking woman. I don't know that there's anyone who's like, she ugly. Yeah, I mean, she's not. She's... <laughs> She's attractive. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's such a hard one because it, it comes up later with Puck as being the one to mention. And, and because Barbara Streisand has brought up that Rachel's nose is coded and not even coded, but it's the size, shape, whatever. It, it, it's coded as Jewish, right? So it's her nose versus a white Anglo-Saxon waspy ass nose. And it's, it's a weird comparison to be making on a show like this where either they shouldn't have said anything at all. Yeah. Or really gone for it and just been like, you can't say that. I, I don't know. It, <sighs> we're trying to talk yeah, about pre-recording. the middle ground. Yeah. The middle ground just doesn't work too well. The middle ground makes it sound like they're trying to say something profound and instead don't say anything at all and just leave you with a like, wait, are you are you trying to point out that they're being anti-Semitic about her nose or not? Are you no? Yes? Mm-hmm. No? 
uh, what's happening here? Because mm-hmm. like, yes, Barbara Streisand was told to to change her nose and she said no. Uh, is this true? And people still are today. Well, mostly women because men are hardly told to do anything. So yeah. Well, regardless of this, oh, and this fucking doctor being like, yes, I surgically altered my still growing teenage daughters. That was nice. Yeah, that's just kind of gross. And Puck yeah. also made the comment about like all the girls that come in after their 16th birthday, which I know Puck was arguing like against Rachel getting surgery, but yeah, still, like I don't know. They come back looking slightly different. Like, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet mm. they do. Well, if nothing else, the storyline gave us um, one of my favorite mashups of I Feel Pretty and Unpretty. You can buy your hair if it won't grow. You can fix your nose if you say so. You can buy all the makeup that Matt can make. But if you can look inside you, find out who am I to be in a position to make me feel so damn unpretty. pretty. Oh, so pretty. Yes. yes. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to either one of you denigrate this song. So I mean I love it. Okay. Like it's one of it's definitely one of my like favorite glee songs, like overall. I would say at least in my top ten. Yeah. I think you it's you know that this is the great. only duet that Quinn and Rachel have. Really? Is it? I don't think I knew that. Until the surprise eighth season. Yeah. Seven? <laughs> I know right. Please, please Seven. Seven season. <laughs> We skip the seventh, we go right on to an eighth season. Yeah, we all need seven. Nobody wants seven. <laughs> seven was, we're just, we're already, we already decided seven's bad, so we should move them right on to eight. Just went right um, to eight. It's already written. Will, film it. it. I would say, I mean, you guys can have your, your, your mashup. That's fine. Um, I, I, I will say the Born This Way is, is actually a good number. Um, was, Please, I, I enjoy it. It is. It was the first time that I went. Oh, hey, Kurt's hot. <laughs> How'd that happen? It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H I M. Just put your paws up, cause you were born this way, baby. And um, I like to pretend that Blaine's in the background and, and like in the back of the theater and was watching and also had had the same thoughts of, oh, you're not just like cute and adorable, but like, okay. Um, Did it surprise you? 3,000 fix. Yes, that's true. Were you surprised to be reminded that this episode is not in fact all about Lady Gaga? Because I- I, Yeah, that surprised me. I thought it was like, it involved more of her music. Yeah, because there's another episode that has more Lady Gaga with like those fucking ugly ass costumes. Mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. that comes later <laughs> that's like oh right this one's actually more substantive with emma's untreated ocd yeah. and the nose job and the bullying and all this kind of stuff so here's my question what did you guys think about everybody's shorts i thought many of them were cop-outs yeah they they definitely went weak on that it's like they didn't want to focus on like everyone's issues so they just kind of like hand waved a lot of them 
Yes. Like so, Tina? It, yeah, like Tina's mm -hmm. brown eyes. Like, that's really the thing that you're... Yeah. I mean, she, she talks about it earlier in the episode where all of a sudden this one time she's wearing blue eye contacts because she doesn't have Asian sex symbols to look up to, which was... I, I, it would be interesting to, like, reboot it now with the success of things like Crazy Rich Asians. Oh yeah. Also, I was just gonna say, don't look at porn, Tina. This is not. Don't don't ever Google porn. It's well, gonna end true. poorly for you. Oh, that that is true. Um, you know, Finns can't dance is not a thing. It just well, like because he's so, not he's not self conscious about that. Right. Not so really. these were supposed to be things that were deeply personal and things that they were actually self conscious about, like Emma's OCD and Rachel's I, nose and Kurt. Well, I think at this point, Kurt being gay, him saying likes boys, I think would have been more impactful season one. Yeah. When he was still like fake dating Brittany and trying to be masculine for his dad. In this season where he's like openly dating Blaine, eh, no. I mean, I mean, Lauren, Lauren says bad attitude. It's like, she's you're not. Of you're not yeah you, that doesn't bother you you don't yeah. have issues with that i no. can i can take mike's can't sing because he has made comments in other episodes about like how he's not good at singing he doesn't really like that so i'm like okay i can get the can't sing i still think it's a little bit of a cop-out but i'll take it um but other ones like will yeah. butt chin i'm also like when do you when does that bother you i feel like his should say like divorced or you know like, I, I feel like he's more concerned about his failed relationships. Yeah. And I mean, same with Santana, because hers originally said bitch. And I'm like, again, you're not upset by that. Now, the one that Brittany gave you, you are 100% upset about, because, yes. and that's the one you should be wearing. Right. And no, so Quinn's Lucy Kabusi makes more sense, because that's something exactly. she has been... Now, that's a twist. Her being fat and quote-unquote ugly previously is it's a twist and it's like a surprise retcon backstory that I think is utter bullshit. Like just yep. have me the hot girl. She doesn't need to be the hot girl with a backstory that she used to be fat and now isn't. That's also, not she, she could have just put teen mom on there. Cause That's that did right. happen to her. Yeah. Yeah. And also I would say it also leaves a lot to, to unpack for like this girl was, fat and ugly and got no surgery and then changed her entire personality and how she looked so that she could be popular like yeah also all oh. of like all of that okay. plus <laughs> all of that plus the pregnancy would have all happened within like two years two years yeah yeah that's like, a lot that's a lot yeah as God. you said that's and, a and lot to unpack like, considering what happens to her like next year on the show like holy shit give Quinn a break that's, I think that's probably right. why she figures. Yeah. She's like, I can't. Yeah, I didn't um, I didn't care for this, like, I used to be fat, now I'm hot. Like, uh, fuck yourself. And it's never brought up again. No, never. Like, yeah. never nobody again. nobody starts calling her Lucy. Nobody no. ever. Nah. Um, do you know the, uh, a reporter asked the cast members what they would have put on their own shirts? I remember that, yeah. I don't remember what yeah, they said. Any other oh, interest? I have, I have it, I have it written down. Ah, okay, hit me. Okay, so Diana is a uh, nerd. Boring. Corey's dork. Boring. 
Chris Culver said high pitched. That's fair. Which I think. I don't yeah, I think he gen yeah. He's he genuinely yeah. self conscious about that. Uh, Naya said loud, which nope. like that's yeah, self conscious about that. Mark Sailing said saw. Yeah, that's probably not what he should have written on his shirt. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Jenna said shy. That's not something. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Amber Riley said talks too much. I think okay. Yes. I I, get, I think most people. I was gonna say that's probably code for something else that you didn't want to say. Probably. And uh, Leah Michelle said makes weird faces when she sings. No. Lame. You do, but I don't know that you're self-conscious about that. And I think, I think a lot of these are are just like, hey, these are weird things about you that you don't have any sort of like. They're not self-conscious problems. Like they seem yeah, like think, token relatable problems. Yeah. Yeah, a, a pretty girl putting nerd on their shirt yeah. is not. Chris, I feel like, is the only one that actually did the, uh, yeah. did the assignment. <laughs> He's the only one that turned in his paper properly. Exactly, exactly. So uh, now what were you going to say on uh, on Emma? Um, like just for the storyline in general? Well, yeah. I mean, just was it, I mean, I'm curious if, oh. if it, it was similar to my own thoughts on um, how to fix quote-unquote, uh, a mental illness. Oh, fixing a mental illness? Yeah, I'm really excited mm -hmm. that um, Will Schuster thinks he can fix Emma. Uh, I mean, I will, I, will, I will admit I was actually like, okay, he told her to go to a therapist, which is good. That's what you should do. Yes. Um, so he actually gave good advice, which I hate having to say. But yeah, but he's he did actually. sort of like comparing her mental health with Rachel's nose. I know, I know, I and, like, it, and it's like that's a completely different thing. These are very different. <laughs> this is not; these are not comparable issues. Um, yes, I I was very glad that she finally went to see a therapist, um, and that she did in fact start taking her meds. At the end. Um, her OCD is a long-standing storyline that has an arc sort of like it gets a little um can't think of the show name for it where it starts out as one thing and gets a little like her washing individual grapes instead of yeah you know what i mean like it starts mm -hmm. out her her ticks aren't codified and they get a little the yeah and it, it starts to go it starts to it starts as one Thing yeah, very specific, and then just sort of kind of goes her, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, her her OCD is very like germ related, right? Like it because some people's OCD is if I don't do X, Y, and Z, then something bad will happen. Um, but every, you know, people's OCD ticks and and thoughts. I can never remember the right terminology for it because it's not one of my struggles. But like, they're different. But for her, it did kind of veer into caricature of scrubbing grapes one by one in the middle of the school day. Yeah. And I still have my job. Yeah, mm. I, I, I would think with that level of OCD or like germaphobe behavior, yeah. she wouldn't be existing in a school very well. Yeah, like how, are, yeah. how is she leaving her apartment to get to school on time if she's scrubbing individual grapes? I mean... So, I, I, 
I, I don't suffer from, from OCD. I do suffer from, from anxiety and mine tends to go towards the um, hypochondria mm. like, like spectrum mm. where um, I can go into a full blown panic attack thinking I'm going to have like, I have a disease that I do not, do not have spoiler alert. Um, but my, the way mine manifests is it's, it's not like monk where it's like germs everywhere and I can't go anywhere because I could get sick at any point. It's not quite like that because I'm like colds, flus, that doesn't bother me. It's quite literally, oh my God, I might get a brain eating amoeba. So mm-hmm. mine is just like super weird. Like I, I get terrified about very uh, either like esoteric cancer, certain kinds of things, things that are very, uh, they're not like your normal disease. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Your common, your common yeah. diseases. Um, it's something that's like, yeah, no, so you have stomach cancer and I'm bleeding from the stomach kind of a thing. <laughs> and so they didn't take the time to explain it, but I could see where Emma's like, yeah, I can be in the school, but like food has to, like, I have to clean my food a certain, a certain way, a certain number of times, or I have to, like, I have to count steps when I go up the stairs. I can tell you how many stairs there were in my house that I lived in DC. I can tell you how many stairs there were between each level of the apartment complex I used to live in. Like I, I, I have to do that. Mm. And so I can see for her, it's not like, it's not just germs everywhere. It's like, it's germs in a specific instance or it's a, it's a specific thing. They don't take the time to explain that to you. And then of course, as, as the show goes on, it kind of spills out and OCDs are just a very broad term that they use for her. And it's like everything that she does is because of her OCD and that's not, so they don't really do a good job of that. But like, I could see her being able to function in the school depending on how her OCD manifested. But yeah, they don't teach you that. She's still married to Carl, right? That never not happened. (laughs) That's true. He's really helpful with this process of hers. Yeah. Well, I can also see that like that, like big life changes can be something that can yes, trigger sure. a a stronger response. I don't know. Melting. Yeah, basically there's a lot of reasons I see for, for a lot of stuff that she may or may not have done, but nobody nobody is taking the time to explain any of it. So like And I do whatever. like I appreciate not many people on Glee got a defining personality characteristic that wasn't like immediately either like tied to a single episode plot and never mentioned again, or just had to do with their romantic partner. So I kind of like the fact that Emma did have something about her that was literally just about her. Yeah. I mean, even though it was a negative thing and even though like what we're talking about is Will giving her shitty advice. Yes. It was like a little bit of like character consistency that Glee had. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it was her. Yeah. It was her internal thing that did have consequences that Mm. sucked. It just somehow she kept her job. Yeah. Cool. And also, Sam is dyslexic. Oh, yeah. And so is Ryder because they forgot they'd already done that once. So I mean, Trouty Mouse, right. he could have put dyslexic. Yeah. Oh yeah, he could have. Or still sick, if 
I I guarantee you it was Mm. just the fact that no one in the writing room remembered that he was dyslexic. I feel like they needed to have character sheets, like character sheets up on the wall with like sticky notes of as a reminder. These are things that we've done, that we've said in past episodes to define who these people are. So Um, I think, I think that this leads to my question of uh, songs. Barbara Streisand. Okay. What? Wait, what were you saying? Sorry. Of your, your favorite song for the uh, the episode. Favorite song. Oh, no, that is not my favorite song. Sorry. I was just... (laughs) No, no, you've Sorry. already, you've already. <laughs> Sorry, it's locked in, in now. <laughs> Emily's favorite song is Barbara. No. Uh, no, obviously not. It's somewhere only we know. How have we not? Are we not going to talk about this entire scene as a whole half hour? <sighs> or just going to skip over it. Sure, sure, sure. Let's do it. Sure. Fine. No, we can skip over it. It's fine. It's fine. I don't care. It's fine. I was actually fine. waiting for you. I was actually honestly just waiting for you to bring it up. <sighs> no, it's fine. Fine, I'll just think about it myself. I just need some cartoon music playing to signify Emily thinking about it. Um, just just little bubbles floating above my head. Little 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 heart popping. Yeah, yeah. Um, I what can I say that hasn't been gift? That has been very much gift, like very thoroughly gift. That, I mean, if you want my opinion of this scene, one, it's bullshit that it even happened. Two, um, excellent song choice. Three, someone give Darren some sunglasses. Don't make that stand yeah. out in that LA sunlight. He could not keep mm. his like right eye open, and it was making me very uncomfortable. Yeah, this time more than ever, just that one eye was like, just not even open. Like somebody get in there, anybody. On a serious note, no, it was. I mean, he it, has, but he has some pink ones. <laughs> does he? Anyway, somewhere only we know. I like this scene. I like this scene because it's Dapper Blaine putting on a big old show. And if you think about his uh, unwritten backstory that does not yet exist, this is probably really hard for him to come to a shitty high school like this and put it all on the line, even though he doesn't actually seem to have a problem performing in public for people he cares about, even though later on he's going to be like, I was beaten at a high school. So none of that really makes any sense because Glee. Because Glee. Because Glee. But it's nice. Like, he's saying goodbye. (laughs) Stupid. Um, Yeah, he's basically saying goodbye because in the world of the show, he... I think is kind of expecting Kurt to move on, right? Like they have not mm-hmm. been together. If you really think about it, they are what seventeen and sixteen, 
maybe 18 and 17, depending yeah. on where you place your, your bets. Hmm. Uh, and I don't think he's expecting Kurt to really stick around once he's back with his friends, once he's back with his glee club, once he's back at what a two hour drive from wherever the fuck yeah. Dalton is. We haven't uh, actually we haven't actually confirmed that that is true. We haven't we've neither confirmed nor denied. Uh, so I think he I think he's sort of thinking that it really could be the end. Even if Kurt's like never sang a party. That's a lot for a kid to say. Yeah, I mean they're and they're teenagers. They're teenagers. And it's, you know, it's emotional. And it's nice. And it's a pretty song. It is a pretty song. I, I like it. I don't think it's my favorite song in the episode, which may be blasphemy to say, but I like yeah, you're um fucking wrong. No, they're both good. <laughs> yeah, both I like pretty unpretty a lot. I do too, honestly. So since since somewhere only we know is already being represented, I'm gonna go with uh, my favorite one of the episode being pretty unpretty. Mab, you don't get a choice. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Clearly yeah. her favorite gets to be Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Actually I actually like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's bonkers and fun and dumb and I love it. And his outfit's a little weird. But like, who hasn't wanted to just ha- break into dance in a in a mall? But only I can lead this barbervention. Is she here? No, this is a mall in Ohio. <laughs> Me, but I respect that there are people who do. I that would like... be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like going to the mall, and I also don't like dancing. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be the resident extrovert on this podcast who was like, "That looks yeah. like fun." I don't. What's the from uh, Enchanted? I don't dance and I really don't sing. That's how every, uh, I feel like every discussion about personal interest goes. But I was like, who wouldn't want to do this? And we're both like, me. <laughs> this seems like, like fun. Like, Does it? This is like the, uh, it's like a dog trying to relate to two cats. It's like, look, yeah. look, playing ball. This is great. It's like, no. Mm, no. I don't know, it's just, very much feels like like that video that I'm sure we've all seen of a puppy trying to get two cats to play with it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we have our favorite song. We've given me my favorite song. Um, let's let's look at the coin deck. Ooh, no, oh, no, we have to do the uh, Kevin McHale scale first. I'm sorry. Kevin, I'm sorry. Kevin's my bad, Kevin. I apologize. Kevin's easy... Yeah, Kevin's easy to forget in these past few episodes because he's had, like, zero part. Yeah. I mean, like, did he have oh, lines God. in this one? Not that I remember. I can't think of any. Uh, I... zero. He failed. <laughs> yeah, zero for not even being able to remember. Sorry. Of course, it's not, it's not Kevin failing. It's the show failing Kevin. <laughs> it's the show failing Kevin. This is the truth. And honestly, probably for the best, Kevin. Okay, so that being said, plain deck. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, you know, they got a song. That's that's pretty good. Yes. Blaine sang his curly little heart out. They had a song, there were hard eyes, and there was a chaste hug. 
there was a hug that didn't leave room for Jesus. So that's five. That's a five, yeah. Five for uh, a song and a hug. There was no. Yeah, I mean, it's, there, was no there was some squinting and some tears. But I mean, it was they're they're together. They're being cute and coupley and cutesy. So we like yeah. give him a yeah. six because like Blaine's sad. Yeah, I think six, six is good. Six is good. I mean, I feel about like, I think we all know, like, there, there is definitely room for, for going further south. Like, and like, they're actually in the Wait, episode together. So we got zero for Kevin. For Kevin, uh, six, six for Quain. Uh Favorite song for Emma dealing with OCD. Rachel mm-hmm. needs to get a new doctor. Uh, <laughs> Kurt clearly, clearly is not actually actually going to leave a school that his boyfriend is at and is is way better than the other school. And uh, I'm going to have to be be caught on how Ryan Murphy only cast ten people. Um, have to talk about this off air. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. That can be another mini episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mandy yes. and Emily, Mandy and Emily feed your mouth about Ryan Murphy. I try to stay away from him. Um, cool, 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 cool. I say, did anything, anything we missed? Since we finally talked about this the song. I don't think so. I think that's pretty much covering everything. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Well done, everybody. Well done. All right. Well then uh, I'm gonna say that's that's what you missed on Glee. Bloop. At Farmers Insurance, we know that a bundle of joy can sound like many different things. But to us, a bundle of joy sounds a little more like this. Because we know when you bundle your home and auto insurance with Farmers, you could save an average of 20%. Really? My bundle of joy just makes a lot of drool. Ah, the joys of parenthood. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. Hey, babe! Your parents are here! But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.